Welcome to Nana Tings. Oh, we are gonna get into some tings on these episodes. So there's gonna be a few parts because I have a lot of guests that are down to do this episode. So quick opening for it. This is about dating apps. <laughs> I have said a lot on my podcast and in my poetry books about my feelings with dating apps. And I am over them. I've had, okay, don't get me wrong, I've met some cool people, but I would say that's about like 10% of my experiences. I've had maybe some terrific sex moments that also though left me depleted and brokenhearted as the sensitive human that I am. But I also had some horrific moments, okay? Like crazy ass stories. So I'm ready to get into it, all my guests. And there's gonna be a few parts of this episode because there, I can guarantee there is going to be story on story on story. So buckle up, grab your champagne, please grab a snack because it's about to be some crazy shit happening. <laughs> Don't forget to check out my new book, Antonio's Return, available now on Amazon and at Barnes and Noble. It is an amazing book that talks about my journey of approaching 30 and it has a lot of astronomical uh, themes involved and I would really love if you all could check it out. It, it means so much to me. Today's guest is my new friend, wrestling Stan and Zaddy Jonathan. We go over being an empath, dating apps, and being hopeless romantics. We're just trying to find our Prince Charming, so will the nice guy stand up, please? Sad Boys Club. <laughs> Anyways, grab your champagne, your blunt or whatever you like, and enjoy the ride. Hey everyone, it's Antonio here at Nana Tings. I got a special guest, my new friend from Twitter, Jonathan. What up, boo? What up? How we doing? Hey, hey. So I met john like what two months ago off of twitter i would say through wrestling so our fan culture and you're actually one of the reasons why i am going to AEW in like two weeks yeah you literally like talking to you i was like i text my brother i'm like okay wait this is on my radar i'm going fuck it really good (laughs) i'm telling you it's such a good energy in that arena i want to go so badly i'm excited to meet you then Absolutely. Um, so tell us a little bit about yourself and some things. Well, I'm a teacher out on Long Island. I've been teaching now. I'm going tomorrow, my 17th year teaching. Oh, wow. Congrats. Uh, thanks. So uh, I, uh, I'm a single gay man living on Long Island, New York. I'm a Pisces with a rising moon. You'll tell me that later. Uh, no. And um yeah, I'm just trying to get through the motions. I'm a good guy. I have a beautiful little dog, you know, just chilling, just chilling and waiting for <laughs> Charming. You are adorable. Um, okay, so, so while we're on the topic, so he is a rising Leo, um, right. Pisces, and then a moon in Aries. And the only reason why we know this is because I literally just did his sun chart like 10 minutes ago. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Uh, waiting for Prince Charming. I mean, that's right on topic for this dating app series. Uh, let's get into it. I, I, I really feel like you're going to have such a good insight on this, especially that you are empathetic as a human and I feel you are in tune with your emotions. So I'm so happy to have someone on this podcast that like sees 
that side rather than like the fuckboy side of things. Get into it. Yeah. So for me, um, oh man, I I miss the days of just no apps at all. Like you had, say, when did you come out? Or like when did you Oh know? my gosh. I came out uh 2001. It was right after 9-11. I was dating somebody and I decided to like you know, I heard up those like phone calls and stuff. And I'm like, I love you. Goodbye. And I'm like, oh, I love this guy. No one knows about it. So it helped me come out. And uh, 2001, I came out. So I was 20, uh, 21 years old. So at that time, 2001, it was, that was on par for us. And there was and no like, dating apps then, right? Yeah. I was like, oh, one. It was nothing. It was, yeah, I mean, we had Tell me that. Like, how was that style of, as if I'm like that much younger? Like, no, I mean, I've had it. Yeah, can vote, hey. Well, we had AOL. We had AOL chat rooms. We did it back then. It was great. And I loved it. I mean, really loved it. Um, so, yeah, I mean, what? I think I think Match.com was like the first dating site. I think that was like 04, 04, 05. So, I don't know. It was, it was a lot better back in the day. And, uh, right? Match was... Yeah. And I'm trying to, you know, you brought up a really good point about like going out and not being on your phone. I'm trying to think like, so I came out when I was 19 and I started going out 21, what was that? 2013 apps. Yeah. I mean, I guess Tinder, Tinder just started, but I wasn't on them yet because I have iPhone four. So like, yeah, it's still, there still was a culture of like not being so good in your phone so i feel like maybe like 2015 it changed where there was like the iphone 6 out all these dating apps were coming out but yeah you're right there's there was definitely that's so yeah i'm like you just brought me back to like memory lane of like thinking about flirting back then versus now you actually had to do it you actually had to do it and as a um i'm actually looking at match.com started in 95 but it wasn't yeah, I'm sure the gays weren't invite, invited then, and I'm sure it didn't great. It didn't. It wasn't really how you met people back in the day either. But that's the biggest piece for me is, uh, and for you, because I mean, I just met you over the Zoom tonight, and it's like meeting a friend. Like it's not awkward. Like we're just talking. But if I had met you at a bar, and my head's on my in my phone the entire night, I might miss something that you did. Like. Gener- we've all lost the ability to sit and talk to each other in public. It, it, it's kind of it's kind of sad. So being someone that that age where I was, I remember it being both like bars and clubs out, and then like my friends like this guy's hot. I want to go see if he's on Grinder. I'm like, just go talk younger. I'm like, go talk to him, bro. We're gonna get into a really quick story that you just said that really quick. Like, okay, so scratch my question. Right? I ask first. So I was with this guy in a hot tub. And we're hooking up and doing stuff, whatever. And as we're doing stuff, I feel like I may have mentioned this on another podcast episode. So anyone listening, sorry for repeating myself, but I got to say it. And as we're fooling around, he's on Grindr. Like literally we're doing sexual things. I'm not going to get TMI about it, but on Grindr trying to find the next dick, right? So then that finishes. And I'm not even kidding. I get out of the hot tub with like our friends and stuff. And he's on scruff now. So something new. And I'm like, what is happening? Then he gets yeah. off the scruff. He comes out to me, kisses me on the neck, goes to hold my hand. As we're walking to the pavilion, this is in Far Island, he's on Tinder, right? Like literally three Jeez. apps in a matter of like, it had no. to be at least like a 10 minute span. No. No care though. Yeah. No, it's sad. It's sad. And I don't know if people are going to be interested in hearing this or not, but I, I don't have Grinder, I don't have Scruff. I don't have any of those other sites. There's no tea, no shade. 
just something I've never, um, you know, being a teacher too, but, but the other side of it is just nothing, you know, the only, the only thing I've learned from those sites that you, you mentioned is by meeting you off of Hinge or Tinder, thinking that you're an upscale, upscale, upstanding citizen, it's not like doing that. And then my friend's like, oh, look at this cute guy I'm talking to. I'm like, oh, oh, I went on a date with him. Didn't know he had grinder though. Like that, that, that leaves, that, that, that leaves a taste. That leaves a bad taste in the mouth when you're an empath like you and you're looking for love and they're looking for, I guess, not love. And it's just one of those things where, I don't know, the cycle begins. Yeah, I, you know, that's another really good valid point you just brought up. I was dealing with someone a bit ago that sort of just used me and became a fuck boy, but like used my vulnerability for, as an advantage card, as a way to get, get me, I guess as another number. And I learned, someone brought this up the other day and it was like, Antonio, you're more sensual than sexual and your quality over quantity, which is true. I think for us romantics out there, we, anything intimate is special to us, you know? And if it is like a 24 to 72 hour thing, like a weekend boyfriend kind of thing, or you're traveling as we don't get played as long as the cards are out there. If you're playing a game though, and, or a persona or doing things for clout, that's where it hurts. And I'm just over these guys on like Twitter too that like are using sex for clout and like telling stories to sort of like, I don't know, just think they're better than someone or like get their own validation. And I don't know, like, I feel like there's so many hearts played in that, you know? No, I agree with you. And the, the Twitter thing, it's, it's, it's incredible. I, I don't know if, it's, if you can even shut it off. I think I asked on Twitter one day, um, I, I wish I could take off what my followers are liking yes i don't need to see like these thirst trap pictures and like i'm 40 like i'm at a point where i want quality i want someone that i want to know about someone's life i want to know how someone's day was uh their abs are lovely but that's gonna fade um i want to know you know i want to know what your passions are like so when i see these things online like i okay let's get into it like on I guess I'm an ass. I'm like a, I'm not, not a bitch, but like I'm, I've been through this before and I know what I want. So if I'm on Tinder or I'm on Hinge, which I'm on both, um, <laughs> and I, and I pay for it because I'm so tired of like doing the swipes. Yeah. So I'm like, just let the swipes come to me and I'll, you know. And, um, and if they're like, you know, again, I am being terrible right now, but we're talking about love through the dating sites. So not discussing gay culture, discussing the dating sites. For me, for what I want, if you're like in your underwear on your Tinder profile or your Bumble or your Hinge, I'm going to swipe left. I'm not even reading it. Again, maybe I'm probably wrong. I am not, but I'm just so, I've been, I've seen so much. I've been, I've been let down by so many people and I've missed so many signs and red flags, I run right into the red flags. So as I'm learning about myself and what I'm doing, quote, right and wrong in terms of finding the right guy for me, I ignore these things. And then they, I find they're on grinder while I'm at work or, um, you know, they're so insecure to themselves that they use, that they use other things like Snapchat to get their validation. Like, I'm confident. I'm good. I, I love myself and I will pump you up. If I'm not enough, tell me now so I can look for, so I could just kind of like move my, my, my chest pieces over here to someone else. So I, I, so that's one of my biggest pet peeves on these dating sites. Like, like this is not grinder. And as a matter of fact, on my dating sites, like the last line is, is monogamy and it's, um, 
uh, if you if you have if you don't have grinder, move to the front of the line. I'm on a dating site for a reason. I don't know people. I'm bored. I'm bored on Grinder. I'm bored, so I don't have Grinder. Come on, you know we know what it is. We know what it's about. I want it. I want love. So and, anyway. Yeah, no, you're right. I the point of <clears throat> dating or like how you say match.com right is was to bring two people together for a relationship. Mm-hmm. And I get the Grinder and Scruff culture. Get especially in the obviously the gay community, but like things like Tinder, Hinge, and Bumble apps that are made for finding a match. It's supposed to be not a one night stand or a hookup, which a lot of, you know, straight people probably do it too, but us being in the gay community, I see it so prominent that like a lot of people use them just for hookups. It's not even like, like they'll match and talk to you and then like go on a date and hook up and that's it. Yeah, I was surprised by that. I was surprised by, you know, I'm a little naive uh, when it comes to these things. I'm like, oh, Uh, and then I started (laughs) noticing um, on their Tinder profiles, particularly Tinder is like, oh, I'm not on this much. Here's my Instagram name. So I'm like, oh, okay. Yep. So I add them, then I message them. And then like a week later, like they're not following me back. They don't open it. They're posting new things. I'm like, so wait, you just want to use Tinder to build your follower account? Yep. Which then goes back to what you and I were talking about earlier, which was validation. We are dealing with 20 and 30 year olds who who are like my, my, my wonderful students who are 15 to 18 who use follower count and likes as validation. So why are, why it shouldn't be the same for all the different age brackets. A 30 year old man should not need follower count, right? So they're using dating sites to build their account up. That's- This is why it's so hard for me to date because I'm 29, I'm gonna be 30 in a month. And a lot of people my my age, and it could be any age, right? But like, especially me working in nightlife and I'm an actor and like all these other industry things that I do, it's hard because I think I have like an old school mindset, quote unquote. I'm all about like intellectuality and I'm all about like communicative skills and, and empathy. And I personally actually on Instagram, I hide my likes and, and other people's like, I don't care for people to see how much I'm getting liked. And then I don't care to see other people's likes because there was a moment when I was like 22, 23 when Instagram was like new that I was putting myself worth based on Instagram. So she has a model and actor. I was like, well, this guy's pretty good. A thousand more likes. He's going to book this more than me. And I saw it was so unhealthy. And it, yeah. you know, it's very, you have to be aware of this kind of shit because it could really take a toll on your mental health. And I'm at a really good place, but I see a lot of people not at a good place and you're right. It, it leads into the dating life. It, it, it's all interconnected, you know? Yeah. And, and it's, it's, it goes, I don't want to go too deep, but I, I can, uh, a lot of this stems from, you know, we asked, you said it earlier, you're like, what about the, you know, coming out and you know, gay culture is more prominent than, than straight culture, how we came out. Like if you have to, start a sentence with, I hope you still love me, but that's damaging. That is super damaging to anybody. So you got to imagine at, at minimum six months to a year, you're wrestling with, do they love me? Am I adequate? Am I good? Am I going to lose people, family, especially? Sometimes, just sometimes I feel like we are in a situation where we have so many damaged people out there which I, again, I'm empathetic towards. I, I, I wish it didn't happen, but you know, you get, you get the angry gay, you get the 
the the snooty one, the, the see you next Tuesday one. You get the uh, the one that uses sex to valid for validation because they they're lacking it from most likely their childhood, which is sad. So I always tell my parents, like my, my my parents in my, my life, like the kids or whatever else, like be good to your kids now. I'm, as a forty year old man, I'm still seeing like my last three relationships uh, in my thirties um, all had something like, traumatic in their childhood. They all had horrible coming out stories with families. Particularly, actually speaking about that, I have my book right next to me and it is a, oh, well, not my wait not my book that i wrote but <laughs> book that I wrote. let me clarify that um adult children of emotionally immature parents and it's something that i'm personally going through now too and i realized that like a lot of my ex relationships i think i dove in so quick because i had that savior complex because i was like oh i'm so empathetic to right to people being damaged that i can help oh. them and then I realized that like I had my own trauma as a kid that I needed, that I thought I needed to save someone to be saved. Oh, wow. And it's, um, I've been unpeeling my conditioning this month. Like August has been a weird month for me, but it's been transitional in the sense of like, I am ready to date now in the future. Cause it's like, I've really got to dive in like the little demons I had when I was like seven and eight, you know, like my inner child right now is like high-fiving me. And it's really cool, but you're right though. A lot of people can't, they can't face the baggage. Um, and a lot of them are emotionally mature. And the thing is like, you could be empathetic towards that, but emotionally mature people don't have the capacity of even seeing that they're the problem or that they're projecting something. So right. it's, where is that fine line, right? And a lot of them are in these apps. So it's like where, I don't know, as an empath, it's like, I'd rather meet someone organically because I could feel their aura right away. I could feel the energy. Mm -hmm. I could feel if they're damaged or if they're working on something versus like, and that blocks that from me. It blocks that witch power that I have. Like, I can't feel it. <laughs> That's true. And I think I'm so, <clears throat> I'm so, so uh, I save. That's me. I, I, I line up five guys and four of them have amazing careers and jobs and they're stable and they're happy and living on their own and they're thrilled. And there's one like, I don't know if I'm going to live next month. I'm like, ooh. <laughs> hey hey honey what's up like let you're that's sexy what is wrong like they're, they're, so toxic. So, <laughs> it's so toxic and that's partly why i'm in the spot i'm in is 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 i would find the people and i just almost did it again this summer and i kind of caught myself in like this i kept saying to myself like this is not the right person for me um it's really in a situation where uh you know, partly just I want to help people. And I'm realizing like, well, I kind of could use some help too. I could come home and unwind too. I don't complain about my job. I don't really bitch and moan about things. But I, you know, I get stressed. I get, I get anxious. I get worried. I want to have a partner. And I, so I, you know, the one prior to the last one was just a huge gaslighter. Well, I didn't need to save him because I wasn't allowed to, you know, which was fine. But, you know, the one prior to that, the one more recent was, you know, just a very, you know, I think ment mentally had some issues going on, uh, you know, borderline situation going on where it, and I was going to stay. The, like a person legit, yeah, I was going to like, like no, they did me, they did me, I know, oh, trust me, I, one day I came home, like, it was, a, it was like the easiest break, I was, I was like, you know what, I'm done. But like, I was going to say like, hey, you got some issues. 
everyone, you know, now you have validation from like a professional that there's some stuff going on. It did me dirty months earlier. I forgave that. And now we're figuring out that you're, there's some stuff happening here. The wheels are coming off. I will stay with you to get the help you need. And they just couldn't see it. So then like a week later, I was like, I walked in the house. I'm like, you know what? I'm good. I'm, I, I'd rather be happy alone than miserable with you next to me. And it was, and I just never, I never like shed it. It was horrible to say because it was such care for him. But it was at that moment I'm like, I can't save everybody. I had and, this that, epiphany. Yeah, yeah. But I don't know about you, but like for me, I, I, I've come in, I've come into the situation much more jaded now. Like now, like the minute I see something that I don't like, like I have to change that. Wait, John, that's bad. <laughs> I know. I, I went the other way. I went from like the Statue of Liberty, I'll take you, to, you know, huddled masses, yearning to be free, I'll take you, baby, to now like, wait, you sneezed? Did you didn't come to your mouth? You know what? This isn't going to work out. You know what I mean? Like, what happened? I got to find my soft spot. Yeah, I'm like already so infatuated with you, by the way. Uh, <laughs> yeah. That's uh, so true, though. I, there is, is a fine line. Um, I finally think I'm there with that fine line because I'm very similar where like, I'm so vulnerable and, and sad, sad boy club forever. But um, oh. where I'm like, fuck everyone. I have like a knife and then I'm like back to like, yeah. but yeah, my ex, um, we broke up in November, this past November. And I realized like he had a lot of insecure damage and I just, I couldn't, I couldn't bear, I felt like I was being suffocated at times because then I started as the relationship grew, I started realizing I'm like, oh fuck, I'm getting in the pattern again of like being the therapist or hearing what they have to say over and over. And then if I don't do what they want, they attack and then they gaslight. It becomes this kind of like unhealthy cycle. My ex before him was four years ago and the same shit. He was cheating on me the whole time, but then like gaslit me. It was just like a whole, yeah, I can't. Yeah. It seems like the softer you are, like you and I are, like the easier it is for gaslighters. Well, that, that really is the a, a narcissist. I think it's synapse. Well, yeah, we attract. Um, we attract a few energy vampires as empaths. You attract narcissists, drama king or queens, victims, and then there's yeah. like three other. I actually, it's a survival. Um, the empath survival guide by Judith Orloff, a psychiatrist. It's an amazing Ooh. book. I recommend reading it. And it, she talks about that though. She says how we will actually have like these manipulators date us and they will, yeah. they could last even a five-year relationship. They could be with you for a while, even get engaged and married and have kids and then just leave you because they, they can own that vulnerability and they're, they're masters of manipulation. Right. And because of uh, the softest of us and the empathy. We're blinded that, so quick. We we're blinded we're like, and it's just like, oh, like they smiled at us today. This is going to be a good day. Like there's <laughs> such hope, you know? And, like, I'm oh, almost there. God, that's literally how I think. <laughs> right? Like, oh, like, like he sent me a heart out of nowhere. Like, it's all good now. He's emotionally beating me up and I've lost 30 pounds and I look miserable. <laughs> but that heart loves me. Oh. <laughs> but, I, you know, but I, I'll tell you my expiration dating thing. Like, I, I give it a year. I, I, I have broken, I, I have had enough strength though for. For my for these relationships where at least i mean look that that one that gaslighter the one from 18 17 18 yeah uh, did me did me did me i was i was down and out for a bit 
Like it takes a long, it's not the breakup. You're not like, you know, you, you deal with a breakup. You're like, I missed the person. Oh, we, we went here. Like that's typical. Like that, no one's that special where it's like, it, it, everyone has that longing for the last person. But when they hurt you so badly, forget the relationship, you've lost yourself. And that takes a damn long time to rebuild. So, um, so that was, a, that was a rough go, but you know, hey, I, it allowed me when that new one came around and I met that one organically, um, and I, but I was because of the, the mental situation, I was not able to see the signs that, you know, um, you know, a true actor, if you will, that just looks really like good on the outside, but deep down there's some evilness going on. And I feel bad. I have no, you know, I'm almost, it's been over a year. Like I, I, I feel genuinely bad. Like that person is never gonna, I, I wish that they would get, you know, whatever. Again, is the empath. Like, why do I care? Like, this person did me bad, but I want, I hope he's okay. Um, <laughs> it gave the, the gaslighter gave me, and then that year off of just focusing on me allowed me to then never lost myself. Every time yeah. that person, that new person was like hammering me, I fought right back. I'm like, I'm not going back to that spot. Well, it could be traumatic. Like, I hate oh, God, watching yeah. that. Like, it's like, it, go fix your own shit. And it's not me not being unempathetic, but it's also like, if I could, if I see a therapist or I journal or I write poetry or I do anything to yep. channel this like inner anger or stress or anxiety, whatever you want to call it, I have, I expect yep. a partner to do the same. Hell yeah. You know, and if you can't, then that's not where your journey is yet. And you can't be with me. You know, so you said you journal. You know what I tell my, I tell everybody, my friends, uh, I told this, this guy, uh, I told one of these guys the other day that, uh, you know, wrestling fan, and I'm pretty sure a lot of people listen to wrestling, or watch wrestling. I cut, I, I record, and I've done it since 18, 19. I cut promos on the person that hurt me and how I'm feeling. Wait, wait, wait. I swear, <laughs> I, on, my, on my cell phone, oh, I cut. Journaling? Not, I don't journal anymore. I take my I take my phone. If my phone ever got stolen, I don't have nothing inappropriate on here. I would be mortified if my promos got leaked. Wait, like, I, I yeah, I bet you write promos. Well, record. Promos. I don't write them. I I cut them live. I record my. If I'm feeling some sort of way, either about being single or the relationship I'm in, the relationship I've lost, whatever it is I'm going through, and I'm I'll do it in my car. I'll drive in my car. I'll, I'll, put it safely and I just talk to the person that did me dirty or like I'm cutting a promo and I just speak out what I'm feeling at the moment what they did what I feel where I'm at where I want to go and it's just about two minutes long and I get to watch it back I hear myself I see myself and it's like my own way of like you know empathizing with myself or saying like dude you deserve more than what you're getting and by hearing it yeah, try it. You you love wrestling. It really does help a lot. Um, uh, I, I'll show you when we hang up. I'll I'll, I'll show you one. It's, I, I'm very comfortable showing you. Um, holy yeah, cut a promo. It's wonderful. I'll show it to you before we leave. Yeah, I usually write because sometimes when I'm like that frustrated on the inside, I can't always vent my feelings. But I think cutting a promo is a way to get me to vent my feelings because it's wrestling. I get easily channel my inner like fuck you. Yes. Uh, yeah, I. Wow, you just hit me with so much knowledge. Um, <laughs> truly love talking to you already. I already can tell that you just are such a good-hearted person. And I'm happy that you are learning about this. So with the dating app, so like, have you ever... Okay, 
are you down to share have you had a crazy story or like or a catfish story or anything like that Oh, I, um, I've gotten catfished. Uh, I've gotten catfished big time because uh, it was, well, not big time, but, you know, using pictures from like, you know, 10 years ago, that, that's always a pleasant one. Oh, yeah. oh, that's not, that's not what I expected. Um, but uh, give me one of yours. I want to hear one of yours first because I, I, I you, you're smirking over there, so I know you have something. Okay. <laughs> I have a story people are gonna hate that I keep repeating myself but I feel like you would get a kick out of it um I met this guy when I was in P-Town I downloaded Grindr and this he comes we're gonna go stargazing or whatever and then like maybe hook up but like the intentions weren't that it was like literally to go stargazing for his birthday in P-Town because it's so nice out there in Cape Cod and is it I mean, I totally just said Cape Cod, but it's like Cape Town. <laughs> yeah, it's okay. Um, anyway, so he, I walked down the hill from my friend's party, and he sees me, and he just starts yelling. Like, the guy? <laughs> yeah, just starts screaming, and then he runs up the hill and jumps over a fence. Never see him again. <laughs> what? <laughs> Dead ass. But then he hit me up on Instagram a few months ago. Like he got my Instagram off the app and like has been dating me and being like, you need to come back to Massachusetts and like sleep with me. But in my head, I'm like, do you not remember running from me and jumping over a fence and then going missing in the dark? Mm. Mm. Yeah. So that's, I mean, that's, that's like a crazy grinder story that comes right, right to mind. But I'm trying to think. Catfish for sure too. Like I've had, I'm Investor Gadget here or Inspector Gadget. <laughs> I, like that, yeah. I, when I had OkCupid, okay this is about like a decade ago uh, or nine years ago this guy like took someone else's name that I actually knew through like it's weird like a cousin's friend but then you photos of someone else and it was like this whole thing being like oh like because I'm from Long Beach being like oh you're from Long Beach like I'll come visit you like da 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 and then they sent me an address and they got the wrong Long Beach they were sending me addresses from Long Beach California so that's how I knew they were catfishing me because they they were trying to pretend that they like go to Long Beach all the time with family for vacation and I was like okay this guy doesn't even know the right Long Beach but yeah that was like super weird because I got so sus because apparently he was doing it to like other people in my friend circle mm-hmm. um but yeah that's about it I mean, there's definitely other crazier stories, but <laughs> oh, I've had a lot of people um, try to. So here we go. See, here comes the here comes the troublemaker. He's trying to get up here. Uh, this is making all that noise. This little guy. This is Ralphie. Um, so I had one recently. Well, recently, two months ago. Like, I really have given up on it. Like I hate to be like that. Like I truly have. Um, you know, I. Uh, I don't believe in like having like that, like my summer to myself. Like I want to, I want, I want to settle. I want to be, I'm excited. I want to, I love, I love, I'm very happy in my life. I'm very happy with my job. I want to like share that. I want to go places. I want to have a best friend. So I'm not really like looking like I need to have a summer to myself. And it's funny because <clears throat> like Labor Day was Monday. Now the influx of these people now, like they had their big old summer and now they're like, ready to settle down for cuffing season. I'm like, bitch, I've been doing that for, I know, I've been ready for that for a while. And I'm cuffing season, yeah. always in front. I, yeah, and because of the pandemic, I was able to do something that I'm going to start doing now and I start getting more serious again with the dating is FaceTime before the date. 
I need to know, can I jive with you? Because as you can tell, I just met you tonight via this, and I, 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 I cannot be sitting on a table bored. I can entertain myself. I'm very happy. Uh, if you're going to sit there like me, so I was like, let's do this. So this one guy, uh, Connecticut, because as you know from Long Island, you've got to fight. If you go 30 mile range, I guess you get Connecticut, no matter where you go. I are. Screaming. <laughs> it's hard. We like, and you're like a great guy. I've met so many great guys. I'm like, ah, ah. Connecticut. All right. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, I, I've done, I've, 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 I dated a guy a hot minute in the spring from Connecticut. And it just, it's, I can't be going. It's too far. It's too much of that. But, um, but uh, there's one guy, Connecticut, uh, talk about the stories. So he like, hey, can I FaceTime you? I'm such a nice guy, like over texting. Oh my God, what a sweetheart. Like, you know what? Yeah, let's get my first FaceTime. This is great. FaceTime me. The guy, about 10 minutes complaining about, I mean, literally his entire life. Like, I didn't say one, I said hello. He was talking about his job, some of the jobs he's got, how much, hey, he raises his family, which is great. I respect that. Like, wonderful. But like was just unloading on me. Ten minutes straight, complaining about like finances and his jobs and his lazy dad. And then, then after, the, after he was done verbal diarrheaing out, he texts me, "Want to hang out Friday night?" I'm like, "Oh no, like I can't." Like that's a red flag. I have learned. You're getting better. <laughs> yeah, but normally I would have been like. Oh my God, he takes care of his family. I would have missed the fact that I didn't say one word. He did not have a conversation with me. He had it at me. I would have been like, oh my God, guys, I met this great guy. I see so much of me in you. <laughs> <laughs> like I would have missed it, you know? Like, oh gosh, yeah. You know, I, uh, someone brought this up the other day when someone starts off like that, like to a stranger and starts, it, it, there's a difference between venting and dumping. Like when you start dumping, they're low key miserable or they're damaged. So like, I'm really glad yeah. you're up on that red flag. Cause it's like, yeah. we just talked about, we are done saving. You can help yes. someone. Helping is fine. Save. Yeah. No. <laughs> yeah. And that's, that's a hard thing is like, I'm, is like, as I'm telling the story, as I'm talking to you right now, in my mind, I'm like, wondering how the listener is listening to this going what a mean guy he is meaning me like that's where because it's so it's so instinctive in my being like i feel like i'm being such a dick by saying this because i should be like well this guy is opening up like that's who that's really who i am i know i need to move away do the opposite of what's natural to me because it has not served me too well yeah in the world of love um but you know, yeah, it, it, it's tough. It's tough. And, and uh, you know, having these apps, they really don't make it. Like I was always saying, I really wish that you can't read them out. Like you have Grindr and those other ones with scrubs and, and I'm not sure the other thing, but those types of apps like Tinder and Hinge and Bumble. And like they, they, they have to find a way to make it where like, are we serious about this? Is this going to be an app that like like the serious one? Because there's so many hookup ones and and but there's got to be more of us out there that that are, that are just so tired of that like, world. You know, I thought like talking to you just made me 
it makes me happy that I know there are other gay men that get it and are like me. But I, I call us the sad boys club because I think I think you saw my Instagram or Twitter post about it. Like I'm taking back the word sad because sad's not just, you know, it's not always a miserable thing. You have to be sad and no happy, but also sad is depth. And I think like it reminds me of the cry emoji that I use a lot, like the little teary eye, because if you have so much love for someone and so much passion for someone, it, there's so much emotion behind it. It's not just always happy. There, there's worry. There's all, all these things. So I'm really happy that I'm finding other gays that are the part of the Sad Boys Club. Like you, my friend Chad, he was on the first round of the dating app series. Uh, this guy, uh, Jordan, that I know, like, it's just, it's really cool. But y'all, I have all met this summer. I haven't, oh, nice. I really haven't gotten to really meet people like this till now. So maybe I'm manifesting this kind of energy or it's just happening more. Maybe people are talking about it more, but um, yeah, it's, it, we're rare though. I feel like, cause I feel like in our community, what we see in nightlife and Instagram and even grinder apps are more the vain people or clout based people or um, avoiding personality disorder. There's a lot of avoiding personality people. Borderline? No. Void in personality. Okay. Yes. Well, I, you know, I just, I, I spent a lot of my summer on Fire Island and oh my God, you must have, no, I, I went and danced and had a nice time. Um, but the amount of people that are on these sites, like uh, to hook up, like, like I'm looking right now at my app, but my Tinder app, and I can't tell you the amount of people I've, you know, you've matched or whatever and the combo won't go anywhere. Like I'm tired of that too. I, I hate those. Is, and, I, and, I, and, I, and I'm going to be honest, I, I do it too. If you know, but I, 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 I'm not perfect. I'm, I'm never going to say that I am, but I do look at it as like, so no one has, a, okay. So nobody has the notifications on. So why are you on? Why is it like, Hey, happy Friday. Hey, it's Wednesday now. How are you? Like, you know, like they respond back, it's Wednesday. Like, well, you know, what are we on for? Like, it's almost like you want to lead off with saying, like, are we serious about this? Yeah. Before we start. Yes. Yeah. I'm off of everything right now. And it honestly feels amazing. Like, I just can't. I need, yeah. Every I time I get on Grindr, I, I get like an STD. So, you know what? <laughs> I've learned. What's that? What'd you say? <laughs> What'd you say? I love that I just said that on this podcast, but I'm vulnerable as fuck. I don't care. Um, I said every time that I go on Grinder, I get an STD and I don't understand. It's the universe cursing me. Yeah. See, this is it. This is this is why I got a dog. Well, now my dick and ass are on lock. It is. Oh my gosh. Well, there's that, but it's also a condom unless they're my boyfriend. Point blank, period. But yeah, I mean, you know, it's. Uh, Cause you, you know, you know, what's out there, you know, what's out there. It's sad. And it's, well, cause it's I'm like, people are going like, so while we're on the CD SCI conversation, I, I personally even know people that like, won't get tested. Like they'll just have like, and I'm not shading. Like, obviously I get messy by a bareback sex, but like these guys are like going a year without getting tested and doing it. So I'm like, I'm over here. Like, why am I going to give my central empathetic self to a fuck boy and have this high risk of catching something. And not only just an STD, empaths, we catch sexual energy too. So I could carry your baggage just from intimacy. So yeah, my rule is it's like strictly like, I need a sensual experience. 
safe energy i need safe sex and with safe sex comes the physical physicality of it which is condom use unless you're my boyfriend that's good it's my new that's 2021 really rule so hold me accountable if i break it i just need to slap across the face <laughs> I, I will i will definitely do that uh because you know it, it's I, and it worries me. I'm not get into all that other stuff, but <laughs> we can go into so many different areas. But like, you know, being someone that grew up in the in, in the in the 80s and then the early 90s, and here with the the AIDS epidemic and everything else, like I was always taught, like there's no magic pill that just keep you safe. Yeah. I mean, today things you know, medicine or anything else, but for me, it's very hard to now differentiate. Okay, now this is a healthy pill to take. It'll help you. Like I grew up, you know, sorry, 25, 30 years thinking this was it. I can't just like, you know, just like when you think, so I always tend to date younger. Um, and it's, uh, what's that? Yeah, it's, I, I date younger. I know I need to date people that, uh, um, I have a lot of energy. I'm a lot, I, I, I um, but my beliefs, sometimes align more here's 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 my thought uh, i'm not talking like you know i'm talking about like, you know in the thir- you know early 30s whatever um sometimes late 20s but no um so like when it took what gay marriage in new york state was legalized in 2010 right in 2010 2010 i think it's 2010 yeah uh-huh. and uh so for me for you for our our age box, we grew up, we straddled both. We straddled, oh my God, I hope I can see my boyfriend in the hospital if he gets sick one day to, no, it's all right. We, we have equality, we're rights, and we're married. Right. I found that the people in my, you know, an older, 40s and above, are in that mindset, like, you know, what? they grew up and they were teenagers in the 80s the 90s, where it was not possible to be married. So it was the meat rack, it was the, 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 the parking ride, it was that old school mentality of, I'm never gonna be with somebody forever. I'm just gonna do that, 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 that you know, the old school mentality. And then they get hit with that, menta- that, that 2010 thing, like, holy crap, like, wait, I'm 60 years old now or I'm 50 years old, I'm 30 years old in 2010. I'm like, ah, how do I want to, how do I grow into this now? So now you look at the younger generation of people in their late twenties, early thirties, and they want what I want. Like I'm that unicorn in my mind and I'm not, but I want like old school monogamy. I'm not down with the openness. It's not for me. Other people rock on just as you choose that and want to be celebrated for choosing that, I want to be celebrated for choosing what I want, which is monogamy. We all, we all, we all matter. Um, and uh, I found that when I date people in their 40s, it goes right to like, well, are you down with like open? I'm like, no. It's like, no. But like a 28 year old or a 30 year old would be like, all I want is monogamy. I'm like, because you grew up as a nine year old watching gay marriage be legalized. Uh-huh. <laughs> have a good night everybody thanks for listening to the podcast today yeah man um he's coming in with the hard facts boom um, yeah 
you just blew me away with that um yeah I I think that's definitely a part of it yeah and I think people are realizing that like I think as especially millennials as we open up this vulnerability portal for like Gen Z now are taking in stride like not afraid of you know about their feelings or letting their parents know that they fucked them up even at the age of 15 they they're saying this now right Fantastic. Um, yep. I think we're realizing that like like I said no shade like you said no shade to open relationships but alchemy no. is a part of that intimacy and for me, yeah okay. yeah and and for me too and I think people that are emotional like that or or territorial whatever they may be that's the way of a successful relationship right yeah yeah, I don't know. Open relationships could be its own conversation. I don't know how I would really feel about. Yeah, it's like when on Grindr or something, the guys in the open relationship, I don't feel comfortable hooking up with them. No, no, I, I see her. I see her away. But I, I, I applaud because there's so many things. You know, like when you watch something from afar and you go, damn it, I wish I had the courage to do that. Yeah. I wish I knew how to sky. I wish I knew. I wish I had the balls to skydive or I wish I had the ability to sing, you know? Uh, I wish I had, I don't know if I wish, but like, I, cause I don't want people listening going, what the fuck this guy is talking about? No, like I don't have the capacity to have open. I don't know how to even go about it, but there's part of me like, hey, I, I, I applaud your, your style of life. Like you just have rules and you have your thing and you do it and it works for you. Like, just like singing, like, I wish I could, I wish I could do that. I can't, I'm yeah. able to. Enable, yeah, that's a good word, right? Enable, yeah. <laughs> Big words. So, do you think you will have a day though, where like you're not on dating apps? Oh, I, I've, oh, yeah, I've, t- I've taken it off. I've only gotten it back a little while ago. I, because it, it, it depresses you, it makes you feel like there's nobody out there for you, um, and you, you get these likes and you get these things that pop up and you read it and you're like, I. Am I, is it me? Am I just too picky or nothing? Are you send things? You start talking to people and they don't respond and they want their likes. They want their Instagram followers up. Like it's too much work. I'm just at a point in my life right now where, you know, I've, I've been single for a bit over a year and I've, I, you know, the sink of that is still there because he, it was so, he was so much work. Like I, that's where like the age difference made a big impact for me. It was like, I'm babysitting you. Like, I'm not your father. I'm not your mother. Like, you know, so I just feel like I just took, I just took my t- time away from it. And I only put it back on beginning of August. And I'm like, oh, it's the same people. Long Island is small. It's the same people. It's the same stories. And, and I don't know about you, but like, oh, I know that guy. Oh, well, that's, that's it for me. Thank you. Good night. Yeah, I, I just think my mental health is so much better. I'm off of them. I'm too, like, vulnerable to even be, like, caught in the, the hayfire. But also, like, I was reading an article, my friend brought this up, and there's actually studies that show there's a dopamine decrease when you go from being on these apps and on your phone so much to not being on your phone. And apparently it's because all the validation you consistently get is actually giving you those hormones that make you feel good. And then if you delete an app, you actually go on a minor depression for like three days. And then I did like the study on myself, not on purpose to like have a low dopamine thing, but like I was realizing it when I deleted my stuff and you do see a wave of like 
going for a lot of validations, you know, you're like, guys want you, you're hot shit, maybe like, oh, or a hopeless romantic high where it's like, oh my gosh, a new guy, maybe this is the one, to then like three days off of it being like, wait, I'm not getting this, and then it's a wave, and then you get content and you're good, but it's it, it just sucks that there could be that crash. Yes. I've always found it so fascinating when people, young people particularly, don't have Instagram, don't have Snapchat. Like I just want to sit in front of them and go teach me, and not because I'm I'm that bad with it. I, I've really gotten a lot. Um, the one from eighteen nineteen, the seventeen eighteen relationship, really is where my change with social media became. Like I became much more glued to it because he was so obsessed with it. So I just like every relationship you have, you adopt some of the traits of the person you're dating. Like he had, we had to go these special places and. He had a pose in front of them in the same five poses. Of my eyes right now, but yeah. Okay. Yeah, and I, and I sadly picked up those traits a little bit. So I, I've been much better with I feel. But I, I find it like you post your picture. How many people in their late twenties, early thirties are texting me, going, "Hey, this is good. Which filter should I use? Should I use it at eight o'clock at night?" One of my friends was twenty-seven. He goes, um, "I'm taking my picture down. I'm like, I, I usually get a hundred likes by now." I'm like, bro, are we kidding me? I so the validation it. thing, it's so, yeah. You post a picture and then you look at your phone right away to see who liked it, like who liked it already. Like, I, 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 I'm telling you from straddling, the word straddle is our word of the day, from straddling the two hours of like no social media to all of it, oh God, I would take none. I would take none. Like, I can't believe even from when, you know, AOL or whatever, you know, AOL, you had your little profile. I miss you it. I miss it. You had one picture, copy your page, your little quote, all your little stats. The biggest thing was your away message. I got you the most attention. Literally, the, the away messages were got attention. Yeah, and it wasn't like, yo, that away message is hysterical, or you look hot in your picture. It was just like, call me back when you come back all the way long and you can. Like, there was no, there was no validation. I miss that. And yes, we can get it back. We can just eliminate social media. We can eliminate these things. But the, the, it's almost like it's, it's ingrained in us now. How do, how do you... It, take everyone's phone away for a week. I would make love. It, make it a universal experiment. Dude, I loved... I hate to say it like this. I loved the... Not the pandemic piece, but like the quarantine, like the shutdown piece with New York, where we all took a knee together. We yeah. all took a knee together. Uh, there was no compete, no competition on social media. There was no anything but we're here, we're grounded, get back in touch with who you are. There's not there's nothing to post, so don't worry about posting things. Read a book, like it taught us go for a walk outside. We can still do that. We don't need a we don't need a tragic pandemic to teach us to do these things again. Yeah, no, you're totally right. I, I I I love that like some people did grow from that. Like personally, I know I did. Like I got a therapist, I worked with mental health, I wrote some books, I like got really into meditation, like really did a 180 in my life. But then there's some people that got worse from it. Like not I'm not even totally like mental health, I was just like they got more bitchy or like work. So I worked in nightlife a bit. I was doing events this summer and the spring. And like some people just got like I don't know if it's just like all the alone time made them think that they had to be this like brand 
to get back but like either people grew from it or like got mean <laughs> yeah so i don't know yeah. and twitter did not help everyone was like cloud based on twitter so i what don't know what'd you call it cloud cloud based posts that's what they're doing what is that i don't know what that is educate me so okay so i was talking to my therapist a few months ago and it was about when he was like okay so antonio when you post on twitter are you intentionally posting content for your own intentions and to spread positivity or are you doing it for clout? So pretty much every time I post now a tweet or an Instagram post, I need to know, am I doing it for myself? Cause I feel like a bad bitch or I'm going to talk about wrestling or something like artistic or am I doing it so a hot guy could follow me on Twitter and that would make me Twitter famous, clout based. And oh. I'm learning that like a lot of people do that and they don't have that conversation themselves like i always check myself now because it's easy like this should be in 29 year old it's very easy to like get wrapped in that really quick like yeah i put some like thong photos this week and um like my swimwear but the thing about that is i'm going through a transformation period right now with like really accepting myself and loving myself so for me i put that on with like my own intentions not clout and you that's what i had to really like dissect what is what you know because especially on twitter last year when there was lockdown everyone like was horny at home it was easy to put a dick picture up and ask picture talk about your sex stories dm each other so i had to be like let me not fall in this trap you know but yeah oh so i didn't know any of that stuff yeah i'm just like yeah that's wow all right cloud posting it's called huh yeah well, i call it cloud-based posting or intentions versus cloud okay no idea I'm learning right now as well. This is funny. there's social media psychology these days, you know. <laughs> is there really? Well, you could tell, like, okay, so like you could also tell someone is by the way they post, by the way they type, by the way they spell. There's oh, yeah. like, all these inner and so I studied psychology in school, so maybe I'm just like so intuitive with this kind of shit. But like, I'm really good at like knowing someone's human behaviors by the way they okay. like message, how much you use their phone all this stuff speaking about that you never pick up your phone um, <laughs> what's that you and texting horrible yeah, let's get into that yeah i'm bad i'm so bad at it you want me to go into it right now maybe right i picked up on that from you from the jump what what's that yeah I, yeah i picked up that you were bad at answering your phone i used to never be um i have uh this past year has been a very very and I'm actually working on this. Um, it's been such a year of like disappointment with like some friends. And uh, it's funny we say that. Like I've met the greatest people this year, like new friends this year, like this whole summer, spring to summer. I met like amazing, like family friend people. But like you hang up on things that happened a year ago versus acknowledging the good around you. Yeah. But I have been, a you know, I've, I've, I've drifted so bad. So what are you referring to, folks? Is that I don't respond. I'm I'm one of these like left on red guys, not in a dick way. Uh, a, I don't have it on red. It's on delivered. But two, it's I don't. I have the intention to respond, and I just forget. Sure. And part, part I swear, part of it is I, there's a couple. I was talking to a couple guys over the summer. I left. I just don't respond, and they get. They get mad. Um, I I just I became somebody that like I, I got a little cynical with people because of what happened to me last year with the relationship and some friends. 
And I just said, you know, I'm just going to be alone. I want to be alone. I pull away. I'm a Pisces. Uh, all of the fall. All yeah, of fall. Yeah, all know how to pull away and go MIA. Yep. Pull away. No one's, no one, I went to work. I mustered up all my energy. I, I put the show on. I was there for every kid and every teacher that needed me. I was solid. I came home and no one, I would lie. Hey, what are you doing tonight? I'm going, I'm going out tonight. I'll sit home. And I'm not like pathetic. I'm choosing it. I have options. I don't want to be around people. And it took me you know, quite a bit, it took me a long time to like get back to, I would use, you know, oh, I can't, you know, I got a work thing tonight. There's no work thing. Um, so it, it, it's, it's followed me because I've liked it so much. I'm so used to it because it, that option A is leaning, leaning on people, most likely being disappointed. Or option B is build, this, build yourself up again do it by yourself and i'm thrilled i'm so happy i don't want to be alone i don't want to be thrilled being happy alone but i'm thrilled and happy so do i want to like open that up and just start sitting on this all night long doing this with people texting or do i want to just like be in the moment if i'm watching a show and i see my phone blowing up i will not look at it until i'm done if i have a friend over like I have a, I, I had this guy I really liked this summer. Oh my god, I was like crazy about him. But uh, we'd only hang out like on like Thursdays or something because we have this work schedule. Like people knew like nine hours, nine hour day we'd hang out. Like we had we, we really nice time. Like we just would watch TV. We just talk all night. And I would not look at my phone once. People were like, did you die? I'm like, no, I'm in the moment. And you know, I'm gonna get better. I know it's a problem. People get really pissed at me. They think I'm not I'm interested. Just, or... I'm just needy. It's fine. I'm teasing. But yeah, but everyone, that's my biggest issue right now is that I do not respond. It's really bad. I have to get, have to get back on that. You okay. And I don't do, yeah. And I, I, I'm become that guy on the dating sites. I became that guy. It was like, happy Friday. And I respond on the Wednesday. Happy Friday. I got to <laughs> change it, Antonio. I have so much hope for you. Um, <laughs> you are. Yeah. <laughs> I can't. What's that? I said you're so adorable. Um, oh. Yeah. What? Yeah. So as we wrap up, what are I, we covered? So many topics, by the way. Like we went above and beyond on this episode. I'm very proud of. Really? It. Yeah. Um, what would be like some last words you would say to the listeners, whether it's about any apps or empathy or any kind of message you would want someone to take home? Oh gosh. Um, oh, but you're a teacher. You should be good at this. <laughs> oh God. So, so what do you think your listeners, you think, are they, are they you think hopeless romantics? Uh, give me like a, yeah. Your yeah. Let's do for the nice guys that they think that they always finish last. It's time we change that. Nice guys finish first. So you know what? To the hopeless romantics. Okay. So nice guys finish first. If you can acknowledge the fact that you don't need no mans, you can finish first. Like my analogy earlier, like, yeah, like I, I, I went away for a bit um, from people in my life. I just reconnected with myself. I've done it twice in the last like four years where I just kind of like after a breakup or after like a, a shift in life, you can finish first. I'm, 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 I'm not sad. I'm not 
longing for any guy to give me validation. I finished first. I'm here. I'm happy. I, I, I'm very blessed. And when, when he shows up, I'm emotionally ready. That's how you finish first. You never want to rely on somebody else to give you that, that validation. And the fact that you're saying, I finished last because I don't have a guy means that you ain't ready for a relationship because you have to be grounded. That's why all these other guys that you and I find destroy us. We don't want to be those kind of people, not destroy us, but like kind of like knock us off a little bit with uh, their, their bullshit. You know what I mean? So we don't want to be those guys. So finish first, take care of you first, be sound, be good, be happy alone. Don't just sit in silence. If you can sit in silence for 10 minutes and not freaking freak out to have distractions, you're doing good. That's what I would say. That's what I would say. You're amazing. <laughs> we got this. We yeah. got this. And the fact that we're talking about this, hopefully someone's going, oh crap, you know what? I'm not alone in this. Yeah, there How are things out there. And Sad Boys Club is great. I love that Sad Boys Club. Yeah, I'm co-founder of it. I need to like, <laughs> I need to like trademark this shit ASAP. Uh, but it was honestly great having you on here. And I need you as a guest more because I feel like we could just, we could touch on some things. Anything. I, I'm, I'm down talking about anything. Yeah, no, you've been- It's awesome. great meeting you. Same, and you've been a pleasure. Um, but yeah, I can't wait to see you. And I'll see you later. Definitely. We'll talk. Bye. Talk to you later on Nana Tings.